It's all this talk about hustling. It gets me fired up in the belly. Reclaimed Audio. Upcycling and making with reclaimed materials. Welcome, everybody, to Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 42 for August 24th, 2016. This week's top Patreon supporters are Luis Gonzalez, Make Build Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather Jimmy DiResta, <laughs> Trust in Timber, Sean Petty, and Scott Turner. If I could say a moment, uh, just something real quick about uh, Jimmy DiResta, who is awesome, as everybody knows, but um, I had a little run-in with somebody on Reddit today, and I don't want to go too deeply into it, but... Um, Jimmy just chimed in real quick when we were talking about it on Facebook, and uh, and he said something I don't need to repeat, but he certainly <laughs> he, he made me feel good about my uh, frustration with the Reddit community. Now, and didn't Jimmy say something along the lines of um, nobody on Reddit has a soul or something? I forgot what it was. It, there was an appendage that was described. Oh, an app- a, thumb. <laughs> a thumb. Something like, something like that. It was but, something uh, like that. But Jimmy, if you're listening, I appreciate what you said. It really, it really put me back on the on the straight and narrow. So, um, moving on from that, what are we working on, Bill? I feel like you might be working on something. I, you know, I, I just I'm going to make it real simple. I'm I'm working on a Sterling project, so a pallet upcycle project. Yeah. And it's on its twenty seventh iteration. So wow. we'll talk more about that later. But um, I want to do a quick shout out at the beginning here. Um, our good friend Jim Bashir's had his surgery and lived. And I just wanted to say, give Jim a shout out because we know he listens and we love him. And uh, I'm so happy Jim Bashir's <laughs> survived his surgery. Hold on. <clears throat> Jim, can you hear us? We're saying we hope you're feeling better, buddy. We love you. Uh, so that was my. That's, my that's why I busted out the horn. So we... <laughs> What's that, Sonny? <laughs> hey, you know, be careful now. Jim's like he's you know he's eighty two or something, but he's still he's viral or no vital, vital. No, <laughs> what is it? I, what? <laughs> vitality. That's what he's the epitome of vitality. <laughs> okay, so um, so what are you working on, Bill? <laughs> oh yeah, so simply uh, I'll talk about it later. Uh, a pallet project, upcycling project. Okay. okay, mystery man. Tim, what are you working on? Uh, I, I'm behind the eight ball. I haven't really gotten too, too much done on all the stuff that I'm working on that I keep talking about. Uh, we have um, my stepdaughter, Madeline, goes away to college uh, this week. We're, we're taking her up. So we've been getting ready for that and, um, and, and, you know, and all that stuff. And we had a party for her. And my parents came to visit. And it's just been like kind of a, a whirlwind of a week. So I'm working on recording this podcast and then maybe going to sleep directly after that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like um, someone that we know got her a bit of a gift. Do you want to talk uh, about that? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it was uh, – I don't want to talk about it, but I will say that it, since we're talking about the, the palette challenge, there's two yeah. shout-outs I want to throw out. Um, uh, one is Chris Cute. Uh, his video for the Sterling Davis Palette Upcycle Challenge, he came to my shop and he gave his project to me. So you need to go to Chris Chris's video to watch that and see the project he gave me. And we pretty pretty cool. We, we did a cute little, really awesome. We did a cute little thing with it, yeah. And then uh, and then <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't, but now it is. <laughs> and then um and then uh, Dave Gagne of Elm City Vintage, whom I talk about a lot. Uh, he's a neighbor as well as Chris. Chris lives about an hour away, a little less. Dave's like twenty minutes down the road, so. Oh, cool. uh, we actually kind of hang out a little bit and, and whatnot. Um, and so, uh, there's the, he had a project for the pallet upcycle challenge. I had an idea for the pallet upcycle challenge and, and we wanted to do it together. It wasn't really going to work out. And, uh, with Maddie going to school, she needed some wheels and he has a lot of bicycles. And so I just, right before we started recording this podcast, I just finished uploading the video and it's going to be live the day the podcast comes out. Uh, explaining all of this awesomeness because it was oh, cool. a lot of fun. I want to say real quick, um, uh, you're blessed. You and your wife are blessed to have a daughter as beautiful seeming as Madeline is. Not, I'm not talking physically, although she's stunning. Um, 
what a great kid. We've seen her while we're recording. Sometimes she walks through. She just seems so makes me happy for our future. So thanks, mm-hmm. Madeline, for setting the bar high for younger people today. Yeah, cheers, man. She is a, well she's a yeah, very well said. She is a great kid, and and uh, that was even something I I mentioned in the video. Like as Maddie's going away, you know, there's a all parents. Uh, you know, deal with that with their their children growing up, and there's that that uh, empty nest syndrome or whatever, blah blah blah. And uh, I have a little bit of that. I'm not going to lie. But what I'm more excited about because I'm this like like eternal optimist is I'm just really excited to watch her continue to grow and to see who she becomes. I like I like can't wait because it's just the it's just exciting like new in the future and change and growth is just all the stuff that really excites me. And so it's it is a very exciting time around here. And, and, and sad too, you know. But if we're being optimistic, this is a great opportunity for you and I to meet up in Burlington. Yes, absolutely. Because uh, she's going to college about an hour from you. Phil? It's two hours. Two hours. Oh, forget, it. forget yeah. it. But so, <laughs> so, uh, well, what are you doing Thursday? We're <laughs> we'll be up there. <laughs> Take the day off. Uh, Thursday actually does not work, but uh, yeah. we'll definitely set something up. That, yeah, that no, be we really have. Cool. Um, we'll off air. We'll we'll talk because there's like a coming up in like a month. There's like a. Um, like a parent weekend or something, you know? Oh, cool. Yeah. So let's so, do it. So yeah, I'll have to try to see if we can make something happen. I, I, I got to say that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of the world traveler now. Cause I, well, I went to Indiana yeah. or I, what, where the hell was I? You didn't um, go to Indiana. You were in Ohio. No, uh, the one in Illinois. Chicago. Illinois. Illinois. I went to Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. I went to Illinois, but when I'm ready to venture to the East coast, I'm going to do a Northeast coast and make sure that we all three get together. So I'm just saying, no, don't, it's going to be about a year or so. I got to save up some more time. I had a lot of time off recently, but I'm just saying it's going to happen. You guys don't even bother holding your breath because it's going to happen. All right. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. My first yeah, I, I trip might, ever. I know, you didn't, ever. I know you didn't send any dates or anything for this yet, but I, that might just be the week that I'm out west. But it's just coincidence if that happens. Um, yeah. well, I think I'm also a little busy, actually. I yeah. think I'm going to be in. No, that's fine. I have family on the East Coast. I have other friends. No, I do have other friends. That's right. So, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> nice guy. Anyways, now that you guys bring it up, what am I working on, you ask? Oh, uh, uh, hey, Phil. <laughs> I do it to you every time, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, every time you forget about me. <laughs> I'm so attentive to your needs. You are just both very self-involved. No, um, we're just spoiled due to your generous graciousness and other stuff. So I am Tim. How, how is it going with you? Anyway? Oh no, Phil. Oh, shit, man. All you, all you, buddy. Yeah. All you. Nice guys. Um, so I a couple of days ago I released a video which was just a simple unboxing, except that the subject of the unboxing was this this router that I received from an awesome fan who just sort of reached out to me and said, "Hey, what kind of tool do you need?" And I was like. Uh, Sort of thinking it was a bit of a joke to begin with, because I get some of these, sometimes some some crazy emails. So I was just like, well, I could really use that. a router, a plunge router. And he's like, okay, here's the tracking number. And he sent it to me uh, through Amazon. And then it just showed up like six or seven days later. And I was totally blown away because it's like a really nice DeWalt plunge router with a fixed base also. Like it's a combo pack. And, uh, and he's like, you know what, just do an, un-. I was like, how can I thank you for this? This is crazy. He's like, just do an unboxing video. Cause I don't think there is one on, I was like, okay, so two days later I put one out and, uh, it's just my first impressions and I'll probably do a, a review, but I'll probably embed that in a project video. But either way, I I've played with it a little bit. Amazing. Like this is going to be a game changer for me. So I'm yeah, super excited but- about that. I don't, I don't have a plunge base. I mean, I have like a little one for this little teeny router. That's like, I think I broke it already, but, uh, that's a nice, a nice thing to have. You can do a lot of, I mean, it's like instant mortiser. It's, you know, it's all well, that's, of, that's what I'm excited to do. It's yeah. just to play with maybe some, I'll make my own like loose tenons and just sort of, uh, you know, mortise and tenon some stuff together just to sort of play around and see how that would work and how I can incorporate into other projects. Um, I'm, I've already started my next video, which is going to be, yeah. The, for the for the Sterling Davis upcycle challenge, you have to show the pallet being taken apart, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Or at least proving it's a pallet. If you have a pallet that's already dismantled, just sort of loosely put it together on your bench and then okay. So that's what, okay. So then this will work because that's it, fun. This was a runner. It's, a, it's actually a hardwood. It's a cherry runner. I don't know how I got cherry from a pallet, but I did. You, you just a pallet already, but go on. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are the markings on it, and then and then so I milled it up, and I'm turning it into um like a laptop stand. So that that'll be a video that'll come out because I'm sort of building out the uh, the accessories from the desk that I'm sitting at to do the podcast. So that'll be my next video, and I'm hoping to get that out maybe this weekend. Um, but so you, you said a, counts, uh, um, a monitor stand. Uh, no, because I use I use a laptop that I hook up to a monitor, so that way I've got like two monitors when I'm doing this. So I need like a clean place to just sort of set down the laptop, and then that way I can just plug in a couple of cables, and then it's wired to go. Just out of curiosity, how are you going to um, fasten that? Uh, <laughs> I see what you're doing here. I like what you're going with this. Uh, yeah, this this uh, this brings up the sort of the the Reddit uh, troll scenario that I had today. <laughs> So I posted, uh, and I'm glad you brought this up because this has been grinding my gears all day. I think I, I lost wanna, some sleep over it. Last I want to say though, this person is not a troll. They're uh, just no, they're not a troll. They're just one of those people that doesn't understand that there's more than one way to do something, and and the fine. fact that they're being vocal about it just makes them ignorant. But go on. Okay, fine. <laughs> potato, potato. Uh, anyways, uh, Bob Claggett, potato, potato. Um, anyway, so what happened was. Uh, I posted the video on Reddit because I'm trying to grow an audience and it's a good place to get a lot of views if it catches on. And I posted the video of my quick and dirty uh, desk build. And I did everything with pocket holes. I attached the top with pocket holes. But, you know, I did it in such a way that I accounted for wood movement. I don't know I if that was a mis- scared. I'm just saying, Phil, did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. He took his <laughs> he took his clothes off there for a second. Oh, I don't know something. what's going on. Just... <laughs> my my boxers are bunching up a little bit. I had to I had to adjust. <laughs> I apologize. Okay, anyways, let's let's keep this G rated here, Tim. Um, Cut all that out. <laughs> anyways, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so I, I accounted for wood movement all to say, but I did it with pocket holes because I built a desk, including sanding and finishing, in three hours. And I, you know, and the guy started giving me like uh, started giving me a little bit of help for not having used like uh, tabletop fasteners, you know, Z clips, you route a groove along the, on uh, the rails of the table and, uh, and then you just sort of attach it. And I didn't do that. I just used pocket holes, but the rails are made from like this flexible half inch plywood. I really wasn't worried. And at the end of the day, it's called quick and dirty desk build, you know, like, uh, like take a chill. I was not building, you know, heirloom furniture here. Like what was the point of all getting in my, and it was like a conversation that went back and forth, back and forth a few times. And I was just very respectful, very nice each time. And I was like, well, I think it'll be accounted for by the following methods that I did. And at the end of the day, like, who cares? I just needed a desk very quickly. Well, I mean, the guy showed the, – the one thing that really let me know that it really wasn't worth my time and effort to even worry about this guy is yeah. he didn't mention Izzy's clips. Izzy Swan yeah, invented his own clips. Too. Yeah. And it's like, dude, if you can't mention Izzy Swan – who's an amazing and, and a loving individual and show some support in that way. Cause I would have been on his side. I would have said, yeah, Phil, you're an idiot. You should have used Izzy's product. Use Izzy clips. Izzy. But because he didn't say that, I'm just like, no, Phil Pinsky's my man. So I appreciate the conditional support. Thank you for that. <laughs> I, mean, I can always sometimes rely on you. I appreciate that. Well, you know, I think it, I think that it's important that you like that video in there's a reason that they make pocket hole jigs and it's to make pocket holes. Right. And there's a reason people use pocket holes because they're quick and dirty. And, you know, not everybody has the equipment or the skills or the, to make these rails and stuff. I don't think I've ever done that. I use pocket holes too. And, you know, I made tables five years ago with pocket holes in them and they're still fine. So, you know, it's like, but, um, it's, it's good to show that you doesn't, I mean, that's what I want to see. At least I want to see, it doesn't have to be like, you know, fun woodworking magazine cover. Like anybody can I go almost, out with what tools they have. Absolutely. I can almost promise you that movement is not going to be an issue on the type of wood that you use, the size of the project you used. It's it's reclaimed yeah. wood, so it is so far beyond dry. It's not it doesn't have no, a moisture. The top, the top isn't reclaimed. It's well, just a regular two by ten, but the, but it's twenty two inches wide, like it really not worried well, about I, it moving I, them. Yeah, it's, well, not a, kinda, it's not a dining room table. Like, how much is it going to move? Yeah, it's it's yeah. just not – movement is not an issue. It's not Matt Cremona's amazing secretary, right, yeah. where he had yeah. to count for so much. And, and, and what an amazing series of videos that was to where he did show what really worrying about movement is going to be. I don't think you're going to have to worry about movement on your quick and dirty desk. 
So yeah, my 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 sort of final point, uh, you know, on on the thing, and and they didn't reply afterwards. Was you know, the, the, I said to him, "You're missing the fundamental point of this." It was a fifteen dollar piece of wood that I turned into a desk in three hours. If it cracks in half in a year, you who got cares? your money. You can reclaim it and make something else out of it. Yeah, like like get off your high horse and come join me in the mud here. Like, what are you talking about? So. I was ranting. I was ranting. Yeah, I'll be honest, Phil. I got way more of a reaction out of you than I thought. So. <laughs> You're a troll. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'm glad you did because I needed to vent because that was that. Honestly, I think I lost sleep about that last. I was really, it was really driving me crazy. You know, the, the other thing about this wood movement stuff is like you live in a climate controlled home. Yeah. Uh, that makes a huge difference. I mean, you have AC, right? Yeah. And this is in the basement where like. I don't have to deal with moisture change at all. Year oh, round, really? humidity well, is 30, 35%. Well, you know, my, yeah, my basement gets like humid this time of year. Um, and I have all my instruments down here. I have to remember to come and like down tune them. So, cause they swell and stuff. Okay. But, uh, I mean, I have like, I have this base over here. It was like made in the twenties in like Czechoslovakia and it's worth like eight grand or something. And wow. I just leave it down here, man. It's fine. <laughs> it moves back. Well, kind of neat. Is, is some <laughs> yeah. of our real woodworking um, aficionado and friends who are listening, um, right? Watch Phil's video first of all. Share it because it's amazing. And then um, if there is a, a I'd tear be curious, apart on Reddit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's no, the place to be. It really is an issue because, like I said, I don't think there is going to be an issue with moving. I just don't think that applies to what you built, right? But if there is, and it's because I know very little about actual woodworking, I'd like to hear about it. So here's what I bombard Phil, and then Phil can tell us later. Yeah, here's what I want you to do, Phil. I want you to, you know, like on like MythBusters, and they set up those um, the the black and white screens so they can use time lapse and figure out how oh, fast. Yeah. I want you to take that desk and I want you to totally set it all up with the grids around it on every single situation. Buy a camera that you mount in a permanent tripod and take a picture of that table every day for a year on this very like precise grid, and we'll actually watch the movement because it on seems it. like you you have time for that, right? Oh yeah, on it and the budget, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on it. Oh, the person I didn't say. Oh, the person who uh, sent me this router. His name is T. So before I forget, I want to say thank you, T. I really, really appreciate it. That's super cool. Congrats. Yeah, it is. And I'm sorry that I'm sorry that your your generous gift got overshadowed by some troll on Reddit. Yeah, that was. You know, we should bring, <laughs> bring it back to the bring it back to the good stuff, man. You know, the yeah. positives. Um. Okay. Look so on the bright side of life. Monty I didn't know you were a vocalist, Tim. I didn't realize you were so talented in the musical I, I, arena. I think it's pretty obvious that I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Sarcasm. So, um, topic. Our topic this week, I think, is a little bit flexible in that sort of you might have different views. So there's movement involved or no movement yeah, much, involved? Much like your desk. <laughs> yes, exactly. There's going to be about three inches of movement season to season. Um, no, what we were talking about was um, – was how to adjust for a changing vision as you're working on a project. And I think it started from us just loosely discussing if we work with SketchUp, if we work from plans, uh, just sort of because we talk off air all the time. We're sort of uh, friends at this point, and we just ask each other for advice. Tim's shaking his head. No, I knew you were faking this whole time. Uh, no, but we do, we, we ask each other questions, you know, like just by me- Facebook message all day. And, and one of them was, do you work with SketchUp or plans or anything? And I feel like all three of us landed up answering no. We just sort of start making and then make. But, mm. but then, then how do you adjust for sort of, um, uh, you know, changing vision? Like you, you see, you started off with something in your head, you started making it and you're like, well, hold on a second. I got to shift gears here because I think this would work a lot better if I did the following. So, and I'd like Tim for you to kick off this conversation because I feel like you have a lot of experience in that because you're working uh, with reclaimed and the, the material sometimes can change sort of the, the scope of the vision. Well, you know, the, the two projects that I'm working on right now or three, however you want to look at it, um, are both one of the reasons they're taking me so long is because of these types of issues. Um, one of them is these a dining table and a matching, uh, like a, an Island, I'll call it. It's just more like a high table that's going in their kitchen. Um, they, you know, they match their steel bases with the reclaimed wood top, kind of the typical thing I do or whatever. I designed them in SketchUp 
because I wanted to give the customer a good picture to look at. So it took me like hours and hours to do it in SketchUp because I'm terrible at it and I'm trying to learn it. But I'm forcing myself to to stay on the, you know, to learn it by by doing that. And it's not even a good SketchUp. It only looks good from one angle and everything's all wrong if you spin it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, not everything, just most. But um, so I, I, I figured out the measurements and, you know, she she wanted to make sure there's maximum leg room and this and that and the other thing. And I went and I... I put together i tacked together the base to the measurements i thought were going to work i put the top on it and i decided that it was just not going to be stable enough um i needed to widen the base i was trying to give her as much and i was like ah it's like this should be fine but unless we like actually like kind of tacked it into a floor or something i was afraid if someone like leaned on it it would tip over you know well i I don't want to make anything that tips over so i had to contact her and be like hey listen change of plans like i need to widen the space out and you know we discussed it to the best way to do it and so i just ended up making another one the the um the pinball desk I'm working on has been just like plan change after plan change because it's one of those things it's you, you don't really know what's, what's in there until you open it up and I mean you do it's like it's a box but there's just like there's a there's a crack here there's a thing there you're trying to maximize space but then also there's just the customer has so many different details that they want so I had a plan I had a sketch I had a vision and I made it very clear and this is I guess the point of this with the first table I kind of messed up because I thought it was going to be fine and I was just wrong still happens you know and um but I made it very clear with the with the pinball desk that this is the kind of thing that we're going to be making changes as we go. Uh, so the customer understands that. This is what it's going to look like. But, you know, this drawer, it might actually be a little bit smaller. And this one might be a little bit bigger. And this might be, you know, these are the things that we need to be flexible with. And I'm going to do the best I can. And then there's even just a paint scheme on it. Like how we're going to, you know, a- address that. So there's just so many of these like little variables. It, you have to find the... If you if your customer is like cool with that and you guys are are you're communicating well, it's not really that big of a deal. But some customers really kind of need everything figured out, and so then that's where you have to problem solve the bejesus out of it mm-hmm. before you give them plans. Because if you start deviating from it, they're going to lose confidence. You know well, that, that brings so up something that we talked about a long time ago in one of our episodes, and I can't remember which one it was, but it was like managing expectations. So if you mm. go in with the customer and 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 as you said, you sort of explaining well, there might be some variables here and I can't really figure it out until I crack this bad boy open, then you're okay. But if the expectation is immediately, as you said, that it needs to be, I need to see what you're doing and it's got to yeah. be this to the letter, then then you're setting up maybe a difficult yeah. path for yourself. You know, I had just today, I was making one of those um, those little pallet wood uh, business card holders that I make with the magnetic latch. I had a customer yeah. ask for one. Um, you know, they ordered it and they, they wanted... Uh, an initial like burned on it. Like your buddy in uh, California there, Bill, that has the one I made. I showed him that I, picture I, actually. That's that small world, right? Yeah. So weird. I made this, I, for those who don't know, I made these, I make these pallet wood uh, business card holders. They have a magnetic latch and I made one for someone in California like five years ago. Um, and it was a custom size. So I remember it cause it wasn't a normal size business card and I put their initials in it. And, uh, so Bill's out to dinner with his wife and her friends like years later, and now Bill and I know each other. We didn't know these each other. These are college friends of Casey's, by the way. Okay, I mean, they, I wasn't sure. Her like her her main circle of amazing people that I love. Um, but this is long before I met her. So, yeah, so the guy busts out his his business card case. Lutz is like, "Hey, that thing is really cool. Where'd you get that?" Like, oh, some guy named Tim in Connecticut made it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> that must have been like just crazy that you were is like, it? Yeah, I it was that because. Guy. Yeah, yeah, he's I mean, like my friend, you know. <laughs> he, he, yeah. he got it before I knew who Tim Sway was, and then it was after the fact that I'm a very big fan and friend of Tim, and uh, all of a sudden Tim Sway's made something for one of my best friends. So I made that before I was making videos. Yeah. Wow, that is yeah. a small world. That is a crazy small world. Yeah. Um, wow. But so, anyways, so like I so I showed him that picture. Like, oh great! So I made it. I finished. It, I took the picture. I was like, here it is. It's all done. It's got this big letter K on it, the initial that they wanted. And she's like, oh, that looks great. You know, she's like, I kind of wish that we didn't put the initial on. Uh, I feel like it would look better with just the wood grain. I'm like, it's okay. I got a belt sander. I'll sand it off, you know. And so that, you know, again, it's like your your name is your most important, you know, part of your business and stuff. Just do it. You know, it's like, okay, I spent 15 minutes burning this thing in and 15 minutes sanding it off. They're not going to get paid for it, but she gets what she wants. Right. You know, so you have to be flexible. It, I, I think that's that's the nail on the head. I mean, that's what it is. Just mm-hmm. sort of remaining flexible, not too rigid about your view of it. But to, to uh, go Bill, to you, you Phil. Oh, you I, want to, me? I want to take it to you next. No offense, Bill, but <laughs> because you now you Whatever. have a product, you have a product line that, yeah. I, and I know you've talked about this a little bit, but you have a product line that you're 
not, I mean, you, it's a moneymaker and you enjoy making them, but you don't want to be a factory. So you have made some changes in your, in that. Yeah. So I, I do make changes to not necessarily the design because the design, as you said, is, is fairly rigid given that it's a picture and then there's an expectation by the customer that it's going to come out looking a certain way. But where my, um, where my experimentation comes from is mostly in the joinery. So I'll just try new things as far as joinery because, you know, as long as it looks close enough to what it is in the picture, no one's really going to be upset. And to the contrary, usually people are more impressed by the physical than the picture, which I guess goes to show you I'm not such a great photographer. Mm. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's, and, and working with reclaimed. And I asked the question earlier because what I've encountered, uh, time and time again is having to remain extremely flexible with regard to, uh, your expectation of reclaim because, oh my God, it can be super cupped, super bowed. Um, you know, you just have to sort of really work with it rather than trying to work against it in order to, you know, and a lot of times it dictates your workflow. It dictates, uh, the end result. But again, mine is a box, so I just have to work with the material. And, and like for example, usually joining up two pallet slats will be enough to to make the height that I need for the for the box. But sometimes the material that I have is so wonky that I have to cut strips much thinner, and I'll go as far as three or four separate slats glued together just because I had to get rid of so much horrible material. And because mm. it, it's not really like a rustic looking block, it just happens to be made from pallets, mm-hmm. which is a yeah. lot of sort of my philosophy on on uh, using reclaimed is that it doesn't have to be rustic. I don't my stuff really isn't rustic. Mm. I just use pallets and other kinds of reclaimed because I have used um, really really nice pine that came from bed slats that must well, have been yeah, thirty I mean, year this- old clear pine. <laughs> to be clear, rustic is really a style; it's not a material. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. I mean yeah. But people people hear pallet, they immediately think of rustic. You know, rustic. They think of like jagged nail holes. They think of, you know, a gray color because it's been weathered. I, I know we already mentioned Izzy Swan, but I, I kinda wanna blame him for that because he is the rustic guy and he invented a pallet bar taker aparter thing. so so this podcast yeah. is we're blaming Izzy for all the good and all the bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Hold on a so second. Are we back to 80s theme songs? Is that No. Yeah, you take the good, you take the bad, oh, and then you have the facts now of life. Now we are. And you have the facts <laughs> the of life. Facts of life. Oh my goodness. Wow. I vote that Bill is Tootie. <laughs> <I'm> shotgun <laughs> oh, and Joe. Oh, the actress. I was gonna say I've actually not don't have gas right now, but you know. <laughs> okay. Good to know. <laughs> so what do you got to say, Bill, besides that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, when I'm thinking about this, I think of, you know, as your vision changes, um, because you two are dealing with customers, um, and I know this also applies to you, but what comes to mind for me is just what you think you're going to build when I have an idea to make something. And I'm it's so solid in my mind. I've made it. I've taken it apart in my head. We've talked about this before. Mm. Quite a few times. I got it. I got it. Okay. Boom. You start working on it. And the, the project itself almost changes your mind. It changes its mind of what it wants to be. So the vision that you, as you start doing something, you're like, you know what? That would be cool. But I think if I tried this, it would be, it would look so much better. Hmm. And, or like you were saying, Phil, uh, the materials kind of dictate that as well to where you start working on something and you either run out of something or a part breaks, you know, you have that, those limitations, you have to change your vision. Um, many, many of the projects I've done recently or over the last year or so at, since I've made videos, I think every one of my videos, that's how it's been. And why I was saying about the, the Sterling project and how this is very, this, 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 this subject. So we talked about a week or two ago, um, let's make the, something out of the nails, right? How cool is that going to be? So mm-hmm. I take one of my pallets, I get out the camera, and I just start ripping it apart because I don't care about the wood. It was brittle anyway. I'm just going for the nails. Yeah. This is awesome. I grab a brick. I grab my torch. I start heating up a nail. I start pounding on it. It's way too much work. Way too much work. I don't have an anvil. I don't have something I can flatten these nails out on. One after the other after the other. I might do one or two, but no. So I'm like, oh, 
I want to make an anvil. I got to make an anvil. I, I think I know where there's some old uh, railroad track. So again, just that vision of what I was even going to start making is now to turn. So I, I wrote down that project. That's a future project. I got to make an anvil, right? I got, I got some railroad t- rails, tracks, whatever. Anyway. Cool. So, okay. So I got to make uh, something out of the wood. Okay. I got, I grab another pallet and I'm using my easy bar pro. <laughs> Do you actually have one? Yeah. Oh, sick. I got to get one. Oh, dude, it's bad. It's it's just way cool. Anyway, um, so I start. I'm trying now. I'm trying to save the wood, and and again, it was fairly brittle because I've had these guys for a long time, and the size of the pallet dictated that I wanted to make this coffee table type thing. I was going to do, and I'm like, okay, that's I've got an idea. I told you guys I was inspired by the last week's uh, video where he put the slats and he, he filled in the gaps and da 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 da. Well, I was trying to pull apart some slats that I wanted to use to fill in gaps for something else, and they just all shredded. And I'm like, oh, Izzy, you and your stupid bar. It's not working. <laughs> no, the palette was terrible. So, again, change the vision that I had for what I was going to make. So, a couple of more incidents happened. Where I'm at now, what I'm going to do now is I cleared out my spare bedroom because I've only ever had Luis – and I think uh, Casey's cousins in six years have ever been in there. It's basically a big closet for me. I cleared it out. I bought some home exercise equipment. I'm going to start. I want to get in better shape. After everything that's happened to me recently, it's very important to me that I start. So I, I'm I'm going to make that my little room, and I need a bench. I need a simple bench that I can sit down on in the morning before work. As also an exercise room, It's it holds some of my clothes and my shoes, so I get ready for work in the morning. I need something to sit down. There's nothing in there now. So I'm like in the morning, I'm leaning up against the wall, trying to put my sock on. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to make a bench and I'm thinking, okay, well I can do this and that. And then the vision changes again, because I'm like, I know you're supposed to do mostly pallet, but I've got some hairpin metal hairpin legs that I scavenge. I got like 12 of them. I'm going to oh, cut wow. those in half. I'm going to make them shorter bench height and then build a nice bench top out of a pallet. So that's where I'm at now. This is all led – I think about a lot of this is very frantic for me because I haven't been in the shop in so long. Um, it's – I'm almost anxious about doing this. So my ideas are just flying in and out of my mm-hmm. head. This vision is changing. It's – you know, it's just – it's really kind of weird. And I'm, and I'm nervous about getting something started, but I already know – I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. I shouldn't be anxious. I am. I, I can't wait to get in the shop, and I'm a little scared to get in the shop and – and that affects how you envision what you're going to do. Should it be a little bit simpler first time back? Can I make it a little more complicated? I mean, there's a lot that goes on when you're making something for yourself, and whether you consider it to be an art piece or just a simple home project, whatever it is. It's not a customer. It's your expectations. How do you see it? I can never see it from beginning to end. It doesn't start and end the same. That's hmm. oh, for sure. Just, you you yeah. know what another big constraint for me is, and that sort of will also dictate uh, the vision and how it's altered is time. You know, sometimes I sort of think in my head, as you said, you know, you've built it and you've taken it apart in your head. And in my and in my head, as I'm doing that, I'm also assigning it how much time it should take, how many nights mm-hmm. I have to p- sort of put it together. And then as I'm building it, I'm like, oh, this is taking way longer than I thought. Well, shortcut, 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 shortcut. You know, this is now, now it, it's changed substantially how how it's put together an example of that is the uh is the rubo bench that i put together and i in my head it was like gonna have no metal fasteners it was gonna be strictly you know mortise and tenon and that's how it was gonna go in and i was gonna mortise and tenon the top to the legs i was just gonna have like these recessed sort of squares to go into you know some tenons that i was gonna make for the top for the for the legs and as I got closer and closer to the end of this project, I'm like, okay, this project has to go away now. So what did mm-hmm. I do instead? I bolted it with like seven inch lag bolts directly into the legs. Obviously, I countersunk them, but uh, but that was like that probably saved I don't know three four nights of work to get that done, and it's just yeah. solid. So you know that really dictated the the vision and it changed it. And I also lag bolted the the frame together as well. So. You know, I made compromises as far as my vision, but ultimately it got me the product that I wanted faster. And in my in my belief is that it's just as strong. Yeah, it's funny well, you mentioned the for what time you're doing. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm I'm wondering now uh, the added pressure too. Again, not having been back in the shop, am I going to have enough time to get this done by the end of the month? Because I really want to do this Sterling thing, right? My yeah. first time. 
Um, but if I don't make it, am I going to not finish this project? And, and I've been wondering that I will actually, I've already decided, but I mean, there, there's so many different things that can add to the pressure, uh, of a build that will change your vision. So it's not only just how something looks, it's not only what the customer wants, it's not only, um, you know, the material, how much time you have. There's so many different things that can change how you envision a build, whether it's, like I said, you know, for yourself or somebody else. No, for sure. Do you guys, do you guys like, uh, have like wish lists or like to do lists? Do you, do you write stuff down? Oh yeah. I have got yeah, a list of projects a mile long of things that I want and then I'm constantly reprioritizing it. Yeah. Yeah. But you actually, you actually physically write them down. Yeah. Uh, I, I do. And then I also keep them in my head, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. It. Sure. But and I just want to like, what I want to do. Cause just like Bill's little thing there, he's talking about of his, his evolution. I was just wondering if he was like like putting stuff to the back burner for the right palette, or if he was just like, "Nope, I'm never making that. It's gone." Because <laughs> like, he's not. You know, just, <laughs> I wonder if you were keeping that stuff like on file. Like, because I would love to see you make something out of nails. I'll tell you, it's a lot of fun. Oh no, no, no! That's going to happen. That's going to happen. But that's, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to do that. You, you, you couldn't gonna, use you the back of your vice yeah. as an anvil. That's what I was going to say. But I can. I have a decent sized vice, but uh, what about again, your car? At the time, <laughs> You could add oh, speed. No, holes. you didn't. No, you didn't. Not my Yoda. Not my Yoda. All right, all right. Your neighbor's car. Yeah. Uh, well, that might happen too. No, but it just, it really, it turned me on into making an amble, something I've been going to do. When do I need it? Now I need it. It's, you know, it's something came up to where it's like, yeah, if I would have had uh, some sort of an amble, I could have done this project. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Vision, vision changes. All the time for me. Has there ever been a project that either one of you have gone start to finish where you had an idea and you just saw it through and it, and it came out and that's what it was? Uh, sure. But the more interesting yeah. ones are the ones that had like that were complete 180s that you went into it thinking it was going to be one thing and it came out completely different. Uh, most Most of mine actually come out the way I envision them. What doesn't happen is the way I get there, you know. That might be where the changes are. But it's like the goal is like if I picture a triangular shaped ukulele made out of compact discs, the end result has to be a triangular shaped ukulele made out of compact discs. So but how I got there, like I had several incarnations of how I adhered and attached and bent them to get to that. And that was where the struggle was. And, you know, that's um, an excellent example because you can't really vary from that. No. (laughs) Of all the things you could build, it's like I envision a triangular shaped ukulele made out of compact discs. That's kind of, you got to do that. I mean, you're right. It had to be how you get there. Yeah. But the end result is pretty much going to be what you thought it was going to be. The only variation could be used DVDs instead. I mean, like, no. It wouldn't sound. Blu ray. (laughs) MP3s. Laser Um, discs. Then you'd only need like two. Two. That'd be awesome, actually. I wouldn't mind doing that. Someone mail me a couple of laser discs if you got them laying around. I'll I make think they're one. worth a fortune right now, by the way. Well, they they're will like be when I'm done making ukuleles out of them. Yeah, no, <laughs> that might that might limit their value a little bit. I think. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, in that particular case, like I, you know, I had the idea because some people were like, "Make a guitar, make a guitar." Is okay. How can I make a guitar out of CDs that is just completely unexpected? You know, like nobody was expecting me to make it where they, they were actually a resonating body. Like nobody, like, I, I mean, I think that that is an original idea, you know, maybe not, but, but, um, I think it is. I don't, I've never heard of that for better or worse. I've never heard of that. Well, you know, but like there's like, there's that video going around right now. The guy that strapped a guitar to the top of a microwave oven. Like I'm not the only guy that thinks this way, <laughs> you know, there's people out there doing this stuff besides me. You didn't me. see that, huh, Phil? You got a curious look no, on your face. No, Oh, it's crazy. A guy made a guitar out of a microwave. He and it not still only works. played it, he cooked his buddy's dinner in it right after. So it's just a, it's just a, and that's like a perfect viral video because it's like a minute and a half long. He just basically bolts a neck in the hardware of a guitar on top of a microwave without inter- interrupting the microwave at all. Oh, okay. So then he can plug the microwave well, in. Well, according heat up to the, the video, that it may, it may or may not really work, but it doesn't matter. He played it, it and then he cooked something in it. It was yeah. cool. For some reason, he nailed an iPhone to it. I didn't really figure that part out, but <laughs> you need multifunction. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, but uh, but you know, so that's what I mean. It's like it might not be an original idea. Someone else might have actually used CDs as soundboards before. I just haven't found it yet. But um, well, Google but, says otherwise. Are <laughs> you searching it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's you know, like, so then again, it's all problem solving, right? I mean, that's why we do this. Yes, is, absolutely. 
well so it, what if there's no problem just, though I mean, what if it's just it's it's preference it's like i like this idea better well that's, that's but that's, that's the, the problem solving is you're creating the problem for yourself yeah you know, I mean, I like, the, I like the idea that's of going to the saying. store and spending $49 on a ukulele, or I like the idea of making one out of a bunch of old compact discs. Now I have to make it out of compact discs, so that's my problem. The other problem would be I have to find $49, you know, which I don't, right, I don't well, know here, that either. Since, <laughs> since this kind of started with the, with the question about SketchUp, and Tim, I, you might be the only one in this conversation that can give Neither some of you insight guys? to this. What? Have you SketchUp? Uh, no, have you I, I use it extensively. I have used it extensively, not for making. I've used it for work and all kinds of okay, things. Okay, well, I'm the oh, only yeah. one who probably never will. If I ever get to be like a gazillion subscribers, I'm going to be like Jimmy. I'll have somebody make my sketch up for me. That's <laughs> right. You heard me. I might hire you, Tim. But anyway, <laughs> Can I just say so one my quick question thing? is everybody sort of, uh, you should check out Fusion 360. A lot of people are sort of migrating away from SketchUp and starting to use Fusion 360, which is free. Is it is like it? SketchUp? Right now. So it's, it's a little drawing bit. plan thing. Yes, but it also um, is a it's it's CAD, so it can easily export out to be CNC'd. So not okay. only are you learning how to do CAD plans, but you can also export them out so that you can you can do the object in CNC. And I interrupted. Well, it, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but that's that's actually my my goal. Like my long term goal is I'm trying to stay current with that stuff because I'm hoping to actually get current in my shop and be able to use. So then, don't bother moving forward with SketchUp. Just get ready to use it. I'll download it tonight. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So so here's my question. And actually, Tim, forget you. uh, It's more Phil now because he's used it exclusively. But anyway, extensively. But yes. Um, Oh, extensively. Whatever. (laughs) I've used it virally. Yes. (laughs) Yes, virally. So, Phil, do you find that if you go with an idea and you start computerizing, you know, your SketchUp ideas, whatever, does that do the same thing with your vision? Can it change mid-sketch? Or is it something that's more like you're so focused on trying to make what you thought of onto the computer that it's, it is from point A to point B and it doesn't change? I use it as a loose guide. I will, I, I will do everything short of abandoning the, the plan altogether. I really, I'm not wow. that loyal to it. It's really sort of to help me. I almost use it simply as a cut list, that kind of thing. Like I just, I'm just using it as an aid. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm bound to it. I'm not that OCD about following plans. Well, I mean, also the actual creating the SketchUp plan itself, does that change? It's like, okay, I'm going to make a three-legged triangular table with CDs for the coasters and you start mm-hmm. sketching that up, and then mid sketch up, you're like, "Oh wait, I, I changed my mind, and I'm going to make four legs on it." So you start changing the sketch up, or does the focus that you need to actually create that plan, that sketch up drawing, does that keep you in line to where it's? No, I said three legged. It's going to be three legged. That's a good question. I probably, I probably just follow along with the original vision. My changes and and dynamic, uh, you know, you know, adjustments will happen on the fly when I'm making. Because I'll see that maybe the material dictates the change, maybe the time dictates the change, and maybe seeing sort of the grain of the wood or whatever it is, you know, that will change it. But for the for the most part, when I'm when I'm setting out to do a sketch plan, which is not that often, but when I do, it, it's it's to help me figure out how much material I need to make it, and then I just just sketch it out. Yeah, sometimes it gets lost in translation for me, like. I'm the I'm the guy that like if I want to make a table out of a bicycle and a piece of wood I'm going to hold the bicycle and the piece of wood up and look at them in like a three dimensional tangible world and and so then I'm not really good at sketching by hand and uh, and so then I was like you know maybe SketchUp could be something but now I'm finding SketchUp to be so frustrating to just draw a box and make it the right size it's like I'd rather just go back outside and grab that piece of wood and the bicycle again you know <laughs> but um but then but you can't do that with a customer. I can't just like ha- have my wife take a picture of me holding a bicycle and a piece of wood up and be like, see, that's what your table's going to look like. And that's where you have to kind of stay current with this stuff and, or get better at using a pencil. And so it just makes more sense to me to, instead of learning how to use a pencil better to learn this technology, because that's obviously the direction things are going, you know? Yeah. It just makes you look more pro. Yeah, exactly. And it, it does like these tables that I'm working on right now, even though I messed up a little bit on my measurements, um, the, I mean, the, it, it looks like way better. It's like there's no question about what I'm trying to tell them. That like, this is what I'm going to make, and it, and what I made actually looks like the picture, which is amazing to me. <laughs> no, for sure. Look, California you know? Closets does the same thing. You know, you call them in yeah. for a consultation. They come back with three different renders of what your closet's going to look like, and uh, and they're like one of the only guys that do that. And the copycats who who do that kind of thing, 
you know, they're, they're the market leaders. They're the ones who are being copied with those kinds of, uh, you know, renders and plans. So it's having mm-hmm. that kind of thing that you can present to a customer just really distinguishes you from the competition. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny because as, as uh, um, anxious as I get about interacting with people, when I do take a commission piece, I have to, because I don't do SketchUp and my drawing abilities. I mean, it's stick figure basically just to get the measurements, a cut list, like you were saying, Phil. Um, so my interaction with the, with the person who's paying me has to be quadrupled. You know, I have to be extra nice. I have to really, my vision and their vision, we have to really discuss that. It has to come out and in understanding the managing the expectations, all of that. Um, but that's a lot more work, I think. So there's a drawback to not using some or having the ability to either draw or to use a, a program to present something that you can say, oh. this is what it's going to look like. Do you like this? Yes, great. Because you're here. interpreting... Yeah, I mean, you're interpreting what they want. You're you're trying to explain how you're going to build it, what it's going to look like, taking their input. So there's a lot of interaction there that I would rather avoid altogether because I don't, you know, I get anxious <laughs> around people. Hmm. So it's it's a lot of extra work, and and so I'd like to follow this up with with so I was just thinking about a lot of people buy plans. Um, they see an Izzy or a, or a Tim or somebody who puts out a plan like for for your guitar stand. I've only um, done it so twice. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, so the, the question is, you buy a set of plans from somebody, and I'm curious, maybe people can write in and tell us or, or you know, send us an email, however we communicate with the, the amazing people that listen. Um, but so you buy a set of plans. Do you find that you change that, that it's just a guide for you? And it's like, hey, that's really cool, but I'm going to change the size to fit in this space, or it just got me going and something, you know, I, that'd be kind of interesting, I think, to hear. Yeah, I, w- I would love to have this conversation continue in social media. You know, you can find us at, you know, Reclaimed Audio Podcast. Or no, just Reclaimed Audio. On, That's on Twitter, yeah. On Twitter, right. Audio and, uh, and, and, then, and obviously our emails are uh, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com and reclaimedaudiopodcast.com where there's this chat feature that you can use. Actually, the chat feature is on SoundCloud, isn't it? It's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. Just, yeah, but seriously, like, let's uh, let's hear your thoughts on this. This is something that would be uh, fun to carry on. Uh, like, like, just like you guys are talking about Cutlass and I'm laughing. That's like a new concept to me. I just keep cutting one piece at a time and walking back and forth. Like I'm only recently like realizing, oh, while I'm here, I could cut all this stuff at once, you know, <laughs> if I actually organize my brain enough, you know. Um, yeah, so it's I'd love to hear some uh, some feedback. Well, for you, you probably are, are, are pu- pulling apart a lot of pallets at a time. It's just sort of like something you do on Tuesdays or whenever you've got a gap to fill in because you're going to work every day. <laughs> but when I'm – I don't think so. It's looking like, uh, no. No, no Tuesday's <laughs> – Tuesday's always pallet day. No, but you know what I mean. Like, it, let's no, say that, you've got a no, gap exactly. at work, then you're pulling out nails, you're doing whatever you're doing, right? Yeah. yeah. When I, I make these cut lists because I need to know exactly how many pallets I'm going to source and pull apart. I'm not. Yep. I'm not going to just be like, ah, oh, you know what? I'll just do six to be safe. If two is what I needed to get the job done. Oh yeah, That's, you know, I, I do all the math and the measurements and stuff. Like, especially if it's a like client work, you know, you need to know. A lot of times when I'm making stuff on my own, I just I dig into the coffers of the junk I have left over from other builds or the random pallets I picked up and already dismantled or the, the jug of nails I right. have, you know. But uh, you know, you have to figure out your square footage and how many boards because you can't go to the store six times, you know. No. But what I what I'm kind of dumb about. Well, actually, like, if you enjoy shopping, you can. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can. Yeah, you do whatever you, you like. Could, all your profit could go into your gas tank of your '72 Chevy, but <laughs> the um, you know what I, what I do a lot is like I'll, if I'm making drawers, I'll make one drawer. I'll make all the cuts for one drawer, and then I'll go and make all the cuts for another drawer. And so I'm like back and forth, like I assemble the drawer. And so I'm trying to get better about being more organized like that and batching doing out. Yeah, batching out, and that means that you have to stop. See, this is why I don't do it because I have to stop. I have to sit down and I have to think. Like, and I don't want to stop. I want to keep moving. <laughs> so, so I, I think you'll find be more if you end up, if you end up making dressers, like for whatever reason, it just so happens that you get commissioned to make oh, a yeah. dresser for one client, a dresser for another client. If you have to do more than one at a time or, or one right after the other, you'll start, it's automatic that you will start batching it out. Uh, and it's I have, you're, you're building a dresser. It's like, damn, I wish I would have made all six of these drawers at once, but then mm-hmm. your next build is going to be a coffee table or a foosball lamp or something. Right. So, you know, and it's like, I mean, even like the, the El Saguaro video there, you know, I, I showed that I actually am capable of thinking things out and being very efficient. That was like kind of the point of that video is to show this super efficient way of being a one man factory. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tend to, but when I'm making just like one piece, I tend to approach it more like a sculptor than a builder. 
And so I'm always like, you know, like, oh, let me put a little bit here and let me put a little bit here and let me put a little bit over here. And like, I want to work on this part today. And, and it gets really inefficient, you know? Yeah, for um, sure. So that's, you know, but well, you know how, you know how, um, um, the, to play a joke on somebody, you, you call and order like 20 pizzas and have them sent to their house. Yeah. I think maybe if I, uh, went on to, uh, uh, Etsy and ordered like 20 whiskey boxes and we can watch Phil, what do you, what's on your bench? Oh my God. I got this huge order for all these whiskey boxes. I got to figure out how to manufacture them all at once. And, and I'm making all the, uh, the cut list and da, 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 da. that would please, be fun. Please, please pull that prank on me. I think you have to prepay when you order. Um, <laughs> uh, actually it's funny that you say that because uh somebody reached out to me on facebook and they wanted me to make like three or four whiskey boxes for like a charity thing and and i'm just sort of and there was a very tight deadline and they haven't sort of finalized with me and i'm kind of sitting here going uh should i just start making them just in case they go ahead or should i really just wait until they 100 percent confirm and the whole time I'm thinking, okay, this is how I got to batch this out. I'm going to do all the sides at once. I'm going to do all the lids at once. I'm going to do, you know, so I just sort of, because I have done, you know, half a dozen at the same time. And you really do have to batch it out. Because if I go from A to Z on one and then A to Z on the next, then I'm really wasting a ton of time. When I when I make boxes like the business card box I just made, I only had an order for one, but I made three. Like, uh, yeah, know, I do two. If I get yeah, one, just, I'll make like, two. Why not? Why not? Just if I got the jig set up, just cut them. Because for me, a lot of the times people say, "Like, oh, I, I, the bottle that I want is uh, is a liter and a half. Oh, the bottle that I want is seven hundred fifty mil. So they're custom, and it changes the size. Right. So yeah. it's really so, tough because so there's there's something else that changes your vision when you're building something. Is like, am I making fifteen of them, or or a, yeah. you know what I mean? So I'm going to make one thing for somebody or myself. I can change my mind a hundred times, but if I got to make fifty of something. I got to kind of get it, it right and then just stick with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a formula that you got to get down. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, that was actually kind of an interesting conversation. Yeah, that was, to be honest with you, if I'm being fully transparent, that turned out to be way better than I thought it was going to be based on our original concept. The vision changed a little bit. But that's okay because we were flexible Whoa. with it. That's yeah. right. Hey. <laughs> with our time constraint. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what are we watching? Um, I always go with, with uh, Bill on this, so I'm going to continue to do that. Bill, um, who are you Jeez. watching? Okay, so, uh, shout-outs time. Uh, before I get to the, <laughs> the, the guy that's really super amazing, I want you to see. Um, Jason McGinn posted – this is just awesome. Jason McGinn posted uh, something earlier about, hey, that moment when you realize that on Inventables – your project is listed on the same page as Bob, David, and Jimmy. And I looked on the Amenables website, and if you scroll down, you see Maker, Jimmy Duresta, Maker, Bob Claggett, Maker, David Picciuto. He missed one, though. Maker, Christiana Filgaris, Get Hands Dirty. And then oh, yeah. Maker, Jason McGinn. And I'm just like, how excited is that? I would love to see that. I, my name up next to those guys. Well, everybody but Jimmy. Jimmy scares me a little bit, so I just we'll, <laughs> we'll, yeah. Just don't come um, up to him in Reddit. <laughs> yeah, exactly oh my god i'm now i'm a little gun shy i gotta tell you about this whole platform but i'm gonna keep at it because i i have to i really am well, aggressively trying to grow my channel and my audience so i'm gonna keep putting my hand in that fire just make the i mean you don't have to actually answer all of them no but it's sort of it the more engagement the higher up it goes and you yeah, know yeah, you know that be, oh yeah absolutely but there's also i mean like you know the guy writes like you're you're a toolbox and you don't deserve your screwdriver. So right back, hey, thanks for watching. Uh, or you can do like Izzy says, which I think when I ever have a troll, that's what I'll do. Ban them. You're done. I don't but need you to can't deal do that with on Reddit, them. But yeah, yeah. You can't do boom. That. No. Well, that's, that's why I don't go to Reddit. So anyway, yeah. and um, no, it's, so it's, oh, where was I? Oh, I remember. Hold on, I'll, I'll just continue where I was. Hold on, it's okay. Oh, that's it. I have a list. Oh, I have a list. Oh my god, it's literally a. So speaking of Christiana Filgaris, yes. Um, she was interviewed on our buddy, John Berard on MakerCast. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's very awesome. It was a, an excellent interview. And I'd also like to shout out that, um, uh, John Berard, uh, he needs some love and support and he's reaching out by having an amazing ginormous giveaway. Check it out. Uh, what is it? MakerCastGiveaway.com, I believe, or some, something like Tim, you know what that is. So Phil handle it in the notes. Um, <laughs> sir, yes, sir. 
For <laughs> those who can't see, he waved his hand at his servant, Phil. I know. <laughs> Handle that, he said, as he brushed him aside. I know. Please, Your Majesty, continue. Uh, one last thing I'd like to point out. I listened to our, our very good friends at uh, Faking It uh, today. I got a chance. And... Um, I, I just have to say, uh, Andrew wasn't there. Andrew is actually uh, in the Himalayas right now. He's uh, scaling uh, Mount Himalaya or something like that. But it was Andy. Mount Himalaya. Was, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it was Andy. It was Rod Reyes who bought a, an amazing mortiser, like some ginormous thing. So we're not jealous at all, Rod. Poophead. Super jealous. Anyway, uh, it was Andy. It was Rod. It was David Welder. It was Mike Laffey. And listen to the podcast because in this conversation, somehow, Andy Berkey, and I quote, Andy Berkey said, I quote, I barely have to towel dry my nubbins. I'm just saying, I don't think you I got listen to that, to that podcast <laughs> to hear that quote from Andy Berkey. I, I barely have to towel dry my nubbins. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting and worth saying. I look forward to so, discovering the context under which that was said. Right? Nubbins and towel drying? It got me excited. Anyway, what am I watching? Um, so this young man is from Italy. He's 25 years old. He has about 10 videos, 2,600 subscribers. How do you know so much personal information? Private investigators are very cheap you in Italy. You people, Tim, ought to know how well <laughs> I can get information about makers. I'm just saying. Uh, if you go to the, When you go to his YouTube channel, if you push about, it says, Hi, I'm 25 years old. I'm from Italy. And it lists the amount of videos he has and how Genius. many subscribers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> How'd you do it? Anyway, he just started making videos last month. He's already got 2,600 subscribers. They are so cool. He's done a couple of different knives, um, uh, making rings out of coins. He uh, did an aluminum Game of Thrones thing casting. It was really, and it's all mostly cool. upcycled stuff. I mean, the guy's really cool. He did a. Motorized turntable, a zero clearance. So he's got a, like a porta band, right? And he's got one of those. It's from Italy. Who knows what brand it is? But you can hook it up to the doohickey, and it's like a chop bandsaw, like a real big one, but it's you know a portable one. So mm-hmm. he made this little um, zero clearance table for it, so he can just leave it in the up position and make cuts because he does knives and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that why about. he probably built a two by seventy two belt grinder. I'm getting the urge. I might have to build one of these. Yeah, things. it's on my list. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just like, oh man, I know I could do it. Uh, anyway, it's Blackbeard Projects on YouTube. The guy's really super cool. You'll enjoy the videos. Um, again, you know, just started making videos, and he's he's going to be big. He's going to be a huge thing, I, I think, on YouTube if he decides to. This is what our our youth and YouTube are doing. I'm good with that. So, uh, go ahead, boys, take it away. Like, well, it's going to be hard to top. Tim, please attempt to do so. Um, I, I, I'm not going to say top because it's not a competition, but it's a very similar story of a young, uh, maker who's, I believe he's going to, I don't have all the background information because PIs are more expensive in America, (laughs) 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 but, um, it's a, a, another channel that just started about a month or two ago and is, his name is Patrick Soriano. The link is below. And he already has like 5,600 subscribers. And yesterday he had 4,600 subscribers when I was like watching his video. So the guy's blowing up and he's, he's doing, um, kind of like a, a Ben, uh, homemade modern kind of a thing where he's using these readily accessible materials you can get at the box stores and making these really cool modern designs. Um, and, uh, he's doing a great job. So I'd recommend checking that out. You know, it's funny that you mentioned Ben Ieda or Ueda, um, whatever, however the hell you say his last name. Well, talk hey, about we hadn't mentioned his name yet this week. Yeah. So talk about a yeah. visionary, right? I mean, there's some vision right there. I just, I really like that guy. I don't know why I keep bringing him up. I'm just saying, Ben, Ben, we love you, Ben. I'd love to, I'd love to talk to that guy someday. It would yeah. be awesome. Okay, so that's it for today. Right, I guess so we're, we're done, done, right? I don't know. What do you guys think? Or uh, I could do my shtick. That's fine. Oh, you didn't do oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, what am I watching, you ask? I'm so yes. sorry, Phil. All right, okay. Getting old. So, um, I, wonder what, I wonder what Ben is watching right now. <laughs> Bill, you've got a, a closed-circuit TV pointed at, at Ben at all times. What is he watching? <laughs> what's, his, what's his current heart rate? <laughs> all right, okay. Um, 
I feel like I'm not oh. now that I chose this guy to to mention that I'm watching. I feel like I may have said it before, but it doesn't matter. It's worth it anyway to say it again. Um, and I'm hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. But his name is Savas Papavas, and um, and uh, uh, Papa- oh, no, wait, no, sorry, let me say it again. Savas Papasava. Have I said that Wait, one Do it again one more time just because okay, it sounds just, so cool. <clears throat> let me just clear my throat here. His name is Savas Papa Sava. That's what I wanted to hear. That's, oh, that's yeah, the baby. Money right there. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, you're this, higher. That, w- that made the podcast A-N-B-C. right there, Phil. Uh, yeah, you, should, you, you should get into, into podcasting. You know, I've been giving that a lot of thought recently, and, uh, and I think you're right. I think I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> I'm going to give it a shot. Maybe with, uh, maybe with a female co host. That would be. Uh, I think that would be a good dynamic there. That that'd be interesting. Hey, I am. I'm is, there, just saying, is there an open I, spot? I, yeah, I think there I, definitely is an opening coming up. Listen, yeah. boy, I'm in the Bay Area, man. I don't have a problem putting on a skirt. I'm just saying. I am secure in my manhood. Wearing a skirt is not that big a deal. Is there? Is that anything to do with towel Scottish? drying? Yeah. Is there a little Scottish in your <laughs> no, background? No, that's not towel drying your nubbins. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think that's air drying your nubbins. <laughs> I'm not sure I know what a nubbin is. I, well, from my understanding, it is a third nipple. Ew. <laughs> okay, see, there's. I, w- I was going to make a kilt remark, uh, yeah. but a third nipple didn't occur to me. That's From my understanding, a nubbin is is a third nipple. So are we revealing to the world now that Andy Berkey has a third nipple? <laughs> I'm not sure doing? that's our place and to that do that. And Daddy Towel Okay, yeah, no, we didn't say that Andy Berkey No, that is, nipple. first of all, his medical conditions are his own business. Potentially yeah. his doctors as well, but not ours. Yeah, well, so Bill, you have his medical records. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did it say in his last well, checkup? It's not the medical records. It's weird. It's the video I have of him towel drying those nubbin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so it was that, it was uh, that trip to Illinois, right? And my uh, my I, honestly, you just completely derailed me. There's like the, my train <laughs> of thought right now is on fire. There are people <laughs> running out of the cabin on fire. Uh, you were going to recommend yeah. um, Slava Savanabad Rabbit. Right. Sava, Savas Papa Sava. Anyways, this guy's out of the UK, and I'm pretty sure he works – his day job is a um, is a set builder for a theater company because a lot awesome. of the projects that he does are, are around that. But the guy does like really, really innovative things um, with – and he's got a lot of uh, interesting hobbies like, he, like horticulture and all kinds of things. But uh, he initially re- started off building his own tools, like a table saw and all that stuff. And at the time, when I first started watching him, um, I was really into building my own table saw out of a circular saw. So I was watching a lot of videos like that, and that's how we got to him. But I've been watching him for – it's going on years now. And he always comes up with really, really cool projects and interesting ways of doing things. And he's a really big experimenter um, when it comes to technique and, and machinery and things like that. So – Check him out. He's really, he's got, I mean, he's got 61,000 subscribers. He's got uh, like uh, well over 100 videos. So there's a good library to check out there. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I'd recommend him. He's cool. Um, on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I am Phil Pinsky, and I'm like a hair away from 3,000 subscribers. So if you'd like the honor of tipping the scales, please do so. Uh, WilliamLutz.com is something that, that exists now. Is that true? It is true, Phil. It is true that WilliamLutz.com does exist, and uh, that's where you can find all of everything that I am, basically. Wow. And um, I, am willing to, I am willing to give up. I would say to everybody out there, do not click WilliamLutz.com. Instead, go to PhilPinsky.MakerGuy, whatever his YouTube is, and click his stuff instead. Almost do, made it. Do, wow, I, I almost made it. Go... Uh, 3P Productions. Yeah. Phil you just, Pinsky Productions. You just do Phil Pinsky Click on YouTube. him instead. It. Yeah. That's that's cool. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Timsway.net is the one that exists also? Or geocities backslash user backslash 875. <laughs> you know what? After last podcast, I had to look up geocities and stuff. I get it now. It makes okay. total sense. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I'm it's just glad. the epitome of like what '90s internet was. Looking mm. at it through Netscape with your dial right. connections, or Tim's, or Tim's website. Yeah, same yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah well. I, it was actually my 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 webmaster is a uh, Homestar Runner. <laughs> Come on, you didn't get that reference. How old are you? 
36. I did not Home get that Star reference. Homestar Runner? You don't know who Homestar Runner is? No. Who is that? Oh, my God. It was a Flash cartoon from like 10 years ago. It was like the biggest thing. I thought he was going to say it's a famous bass player from Yugoslavia. No, like, yeah. The guy is strong, bad. He's typing with boxing gloves. And How do you type with boxing gloves on your hand? You never saw that stuff? No. I can't believe it. Well, I mean, I'm not surprised that Bill never saw it, but. I was going to say, I'm lost. Yeah. I, I, I currently am lost. I wonder if it even still exists. Anyways, um, <laughs> contact us for show topics, suggestions, general feedback um, at Reclaimed Audio on Twitter um, or send us an email, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. And I will send out a uh, – right now I would love to get some show topic ideas from you guys because um, you know we'd love to hear from you and really be covering the kinds of things that you want to hear about. So like I said, reach out to us and, uh, and we'll do our best to cover your topics. On iTunes, uh, please leave us a review. It really, really helps in getting people to, um, you know, growing our audience and, and, you know, keeping us engaged and and making more of these episodes. And the same is true for Patreon, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. We'd really appreciate your support. It helps in A, uh, you know, motivating us to continue doing this week in, week out. And and A or B, what did I say? B, two, however I numbered that. um, Two. Two, let's go with two. Uh, and two, it helps us invest in better technology, software, and hardware to you know provide a better product in the end. Now do one with Roman numerals. Uh, I I. I would be three, right? Oh yeah. Oh, I was just assuming that I was going to do the second one again. Oh, okay. I don't have a third one, or or a or an IV for a fourth one. Okay. All right. What about Greek numbers? Uh, the, I don't, don't know what numbers did the Greeks did they did they use the Arabic number system. Oh, you know what? If you guys don't know that, just forget it. Uh, real quick, I want to say, uh, Jim, we're glad you're doing well, buddy. Jim Bashir's um, very happy, mm-hmm. and um, and thank you seriously to everybody that listens. No, no kidding around. Um, you guys are all amazing, and we appreciate each and every one of you. Here, here, it's true. So say yeah. we all. So say we all. So say we all. Have a great week, guys. Be good. Bye, everybody.